With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One more. One okay. More. 
Please don't be me. It is you, dear. 727. Oh my god, I was just thinking I was talking to anybody. <laughs> you were talking to Michael. Oh my god. Hello there. Amazon? 
That is correct. On Amazon, and I understand now BarnesandNoble.com is carrying it as well. And I was recently in Denver at the International uh, New Age Trade Show. They call it INATS. And uh, even my publisher said uh, at the book signing I did and the readings I did, they said based on the reception we got here and that we got in New York City and that we're getting on the Internet, they said, Mark, this is this is uh, the bestseller for the uh, 2011-2012 season. And you know, it's very overwhelming and very humbling to hear that. Um, but uh, what what my publisher is telling me is that so many people are devastated by the loss of a loved one and they're looking for some hope and some help, and that's that's what Never Letting Go will do for people. Well, good. I have to check that out myself then. And and if I if I can, if people go to my site, um, NeverLettingGo.com, which is www.NeverLettingGo.com, you can see the author video. And it's a promotional video that that um, I, I was asked to make about the book, and it'll give you a snapshot of what the book's about and the approach. And uh, so I, I highly recommend uh, visiting NeverLettingGo.com to do that. Cool. So what uh, what do you have coming up other than the book? Well, I've got um, a number of of radio appearances, like like this one tonight, and. Um, I'm, I'm hoping to be back on your show because I always enjoy working with you. And I've got a number of lectures that I'm doing. Um, that uh, I'm doing. I've got two different uh, lectures or seminars that I'm doing. One is called Grief Management Through Spirit Contact, and the other one is going to be called Evidence for the For an Afterlife. And because I'm an attorney, uh, you know, I, I'm probably the worst skeptic of all. I mean, I had to overcome my own skepticism before I fully embraced my abilities, which which is a long story, and I explain that that in my book. So I, I like to take an evidential approach to mediumship. I mean, just to say to somebody, oh, you know, your mother's here and she loves you, that's, that's very nice and people want to hear that. But it's important to be able to produce actual evidence, things that the spirit presents to me, which I convey to to the client, uh, that I couldn't know or have no reason to know. So uh, that that's where evidence from an af- for the afterlife is coming from. And then grief management through spirit contact. I believe that in someone's journey through grief, that it is an important piece of your therapy and and part of your healing. It's a very important therapeutic step to be able to make contact with your loved one because it validates. It validates what all of us were taught in our faith or what all of us, you know, hope to be true, which is true, which is that life is everlasting. And when someone we love dies, they just don't disintegrate. Who and what they are continues to live on, just in a spiritual form as opposed to a material world form. And what's your take also on... um you know, 2012 in regards to spirituality? Uh, you know, I think that the world has never remained stagnant. I think that the world is always changing. It isn't the same now as it was five years ago or 25 years ago. <laughs> you know, and, and so many people feel that there's this huge, you know, epitome coming in 2012. Um, I don't see it as the end of the world or, or anything other than. Um, people are becoming more spiritual and maybe less religious, which which may be a good thing. 
um, as long as their spirituality is focused on the white light and, and the higher levels of the other side. So I, I'm not one of these 2012. I mean, uh, who's that? The, there was a whole religious group saying that the rapture was supposed to occur this year, and then they go, "Oh well, we got it wrong." So it's really six months from now. And and uh, I, I think that the people that that believe that 2012 is is the end of the world aren't really too far off from the rapture um, crowd. And so while I'm not not you know disparaging anyone's religious or, or spiritual beliefs, um, I tend to be a glass-half-full guy, so I don't think that uh, I'm an optimist, and, and I don't think that next year is the end of the world. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, and you know, Michael, keep going. well, you know, e- even if it were, so what? And, and I don't mean that in a flippant way. Is I, I like the way that the Hindus believe is that the world always ends and then it's recreated. And so it's the birth, life, destruction, rebirth cycle. And it's just a, part, a natural part of, of the universe. And so if it were the end, it's not like we would all cease to exist. We would then go into the spiritual realm. But um, I don't believe that, that the world as we know is going to change. And, and I had a lot of people saying that, Oh, look, you know, Al-Qaeda and Islam is going to take over the world. Well, what we're seeing in the Middle East is is a cry for freedom and people standing up to tyrannical dictatorships and, and forcing them out. So, yeah, the world is changing, and maybe in 2012 we'll see more of that. Maybe we're going to see a lot of, of those tyrannical, absolute dictatorships crumbling in the way of democracy. And so in that case, if the world is changing, hey, sign me up. I think that's good. Yeah, I have a feeling about that, too. There's going to be a lot of um, unrest and uh, people are just tired of the dictators that are going on. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can only keep people suppressed for so long. And I think it's a lot easier when they don't have access to the outside world. Um, but now with the Internet, uh, you know, they're calling the revolution in Tunisia and Egypt the Facebook revolution because all of a sudden now the whole world is interconnected. You know, just on my Facebook page, and I noticed that on yours as well, um, on both my like page and, and uh, my group, which you know, is also called Never Letting Go, uh, which is a healing group on, on Facebook. I mean, I've got fans, or, or I don't want to call them fans. I'll call them connections in everywhere from Australia to India to Europe to South America, uh, Indonesia, the U.S., Canada. I mean, it's it's just all over, and, and the world's interconnected now. So. You know, say 50 years ago, it was easy to be a dictator because you controlled the media. So if you didn't want your people knowing what's going on, you shut off the radio stations and you shut off television. But now with the Internet, um, people that have been living in a tyrannical dictatorship can talk to people living in Europe and America and Japan and Australia and, and talk to people who are or have, have many more freedoms. And so they're looking at that going, well, why can't we do this? Especially in these, you know, these ancient cultures like Egypt and and Syria. I mean, those they were countries. I mean, Damascus was a capital. Uh, the capital of Syria was a capital. You know, three three four thousand years ago. I mean, why shouldn't these people have freedom? It's it's ridiculous that they have to live under the thumb of egomaniacal dictators. Yeah, it's all in the name of power and control. Yeah, that always has a happy ending, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of happy endings, <laughs> uh, as, 
Archie, what are we going to talk about next? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Well, it could be. Well, it's a happy ending for one person at least. Not yeah. so happy for a lot of other people. Uh, but yeah, what's your take on on the Casey Anthony? Uh, you know, from a lawyer's perspective. Well, not only am I an attorney, but I'm also an attorney in Central Florida. And um, Kaylee Anthony's body was found, gosh, not even a mile from where my sister's house used to be um, or my sister used to live. So, you know, we kind of take this in Central Florida very, very personally. There's so much to say about about the, the Casey Anthony case. What really bothers me is that the lawyers on both the prosecution and the defense were horrible. Um, it was the most incompetent, lousy lawyering I think I've ever seen on, on such a high-profile case. Jose Baez is a terrible, he's a lousy, he's barely competent. Uh, Cheney Mason is an old-time theatrical. He's like watching Foghorn Leghorn that it went to law school. I said, I said, I'm going to ask you a question here on cross, boy. I mean, it's like watching that. And then the prosecutor's snickering and laughing um, during the defense closing argument. And the female prosecutor, can't remember her name right off the bat, her extremely boring and dull closing argument. I mean, this is the, the trial of her lifetime, and that was the best she could deliver. So I think that the reason the defense won was not because they did a good job. It's simply because the two factors. The state was completely overconfident in their case. And overconfidence is always a bad thing. And secondly, they simply didn't have enough evidence. If in a criminal jury trial, you always hear about the state has to prove the charges against the accused beyond a reasonable doubt. And the jury instruction on reasonable doubt says that reasonable doubt can arise from three areas, from the evidence, from a conflict in the evidence, or from a lack of evidence. This case had a lack of evidence. They couldn't prove motive, intent. Um, they could prove opportunity, but they couldn't prove motive. They couldn't prove intent. They, they didn't have any direct statements from Casey that said she did it. Her behavior was horrifying. She was, in my opinion, an awful mother, and I think the jury really dropped the ball by not, at the very least, finding her guilty of aggravated child abuse. Um, come on, duct taping your kid, chloroform, but once again, there was no connection between the duct tape, the chloroform, and the cause of death. And so the jury listened to the jury instruction, did exactly what they're instructed to do, and found that because of a lack of evidence, that created a reasonable doubt. And if there's a reasonable doubt, then they had to find her not guilty. Does not guilty mean Casey Anthony is innocent? Certainly not. But from a legal standpoint, a lack of evidence is a reasonable doubt, which must result in a not guilty verdict. Um, but in my personal opinion, a woman who coldly caused the death of her child, either through an accident or by design, is walking away scot-free. And if that woman is not a sociopath, then I don't know who is. Her baby's lying there rotting in a swamp, and she's out partying and getting tattoos and, uh, and, and acts cold and callous about the entire thing. And that's a very sure sign of a sociopath. It's a shame that, that Judge Belvin Perry, who in my opinion was the only one worthy of his position in that entire trial, I wish he could order her to be sterilized because that woman has no business ever having another child. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. She definitely doesn't. And, you know, what mother, I mean, no matter how unfit a mother is, you know, if your child's missing, you're not going to be like, oh, well, I'll find her on my own. Yeah. Uh, you I know. Mean, <laughs> I mean, my, my, you know, Michael, I don't know if you're a parent or, or aspiring to be a parent, but whether you have kids or not, if your kid's missing, if your three-year-old's missing for more than two minutes, you're having, you know, a heart attack. Uh, but 31 days, and then the only reason she contacts yeah. the police is because her mother is on the phone hysterical about it. Uh, come on. The ju- I'm sorry, but the jury should have convicted her just on that. Yeah. And, you know, especially with, you know, with, uh, you know, child endangerment and cruelty in it there. I mean, you know, not, you know, not, not caring at least. It's like, oh, well, she's missing. Oh, well, no big deal. I'm going to go out and party. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and, how, how much? But I do like that? it though. Yeah, I do like it that you know some members of the jury—they're not saying much because, of course, they all want the book deals and all. But they're coming out and saying, "Well, we said she was not guilty. We didn't say she was innocent." Correct. And, so and, it's and like that's, that's, you know, even they had their doubts. Well, it's the same situation with O.J. Simpson. Is was she what was he guilty or was he innocent? And the jury found that he was not guilty. They said that the evidence wasn't there. I think that case was even more egregious. But you know, in that that situation, you had a weak judge. Lance Ito was a terrible judge, and you had the dream team. You had Johnny Cochran, Robert Shapiro, Effie Bailey, Barry Sheck. All right, Cheney Mason and Jose Baez and and their law clerks are not the dream team. Okay, they're mediocre attorneys at best and they had a strong judge belvin perry would not put up with the nonsense that lance ito the judge in oj simpson put up with i mean belvin perry there's no way he would put up with that but i also understand that two of the jurors because in a capital case which means a potentially death penalty case in florida you have 12 jurors most time you only have six but you had 12 jurors Two of them had actually served time, so had criminal backgrounds. Now, one of them was for DUI, um, and the other one, I don't, I don't know what it was. DUI meaning drunk driving. That that doesn't necessarily mean that they're criminal or criminally oriented, but certainly um, it it made them defense predisposed or predisposed to to the defense. And I think what it came down to is so many people did not want to be on that jury that they they had to basically take what they got. And if you get some malcontents on there, which is good for the defense, because from the defense standpoint, you always want people that don't like police, that have been treated what they perceive to be as unfairly by law enforcement, because you know, they're going to be predisposed towards you. On the state side, you usually want conservative people, maybe ex-military um, professionals, because they don't, they're not tolerant. Of, of this type of behavior. So jury selection, it, it's been said that jury so, uh, a trial is won or lost on jury selection, and this case is a perfect example of that. Yeah, it's, uh, I know over here, because I'm here in the Tampa area, so I'm not far from uh, Pinellas where they got the jury from. And, you know, they're, they're saying, you know, they're going to be watching out for the jury, um, you know, when they decide to come home. Yeah, you know, and and that's not right. Um, it's not right to threaten the jurors. They they did the job that that they were asked to do. 
and the fact that we don't agree with it is, you know, we have a system in the United States. Now, there's an old saying that it is better for 10 guilty to go free than for one innocent to go to prison. And I think that on a case as serious as this, with a death penalty, juries actually believe that, and and they should believe that. So, you know, there's, you know, we can sit here all day and say how much we hate, <clears throat> excuse me, what the jury did. But I would still rather have our system. Winston Churchill once said about the uh, um, Anglo-American jury system: it's inefficient. It is uh, incredibly expensive. It is far from perfect, but it is better than everything else we've ever tried. So in Anglo-American jurisprudence, it is better to have ten guilty men go free than one innocent man go to jail, whereas in China there's an ancient saying that if there are ten suspects, the emperor will have ten heads. So I'd rather live in our system than one that, oh, well, you're just sort of suspected, so we're going to have you executed anyway. Yeah, we have too many examples of that already, um, you know, with the legal system the way it is here, where, you know, years later you find out, oh, uh, new evidence came up, and this person really was innocent. You know, sorry, you spent 20 years in jail for it. We, we you know, we had that situation twice uh, in in recent recent times here in the county that I live in, um, there was a man who spent 25 years in prison, and then the DNA evidence proved that he was not the murderer. And then we just had another one. It was It's a really macabre situation. And the thing is, I know all the lawyers involved because I had just gotten out of law school when this case was going on, and there was this um, young man who was beaten to death at a beach at night, um, here in Brevard County, and, and supposedly the beach is frequented by gay men, and it appeared to be a hate crime. They didn't have hate crimes back then, I don't think. I don't, I don't recall. I think that hate crimes was kind of a mid-'80s, mid-to-late-'80s development in the legal system. And this one guy was convicted of doing it, and now the DNA and other evidence came out to indicate that he did not do it. So he's just been freed. Um, and um, there's three other young men, well, they're, they're now middle-aged men, that were suspects, and now they're reopening the case and examining that. But the problem is, we're talking about a case that's almost 30 years old. So what evidence there is, I mean, it's, it's beyond stale. But the, the fact that in this county alone, there were two men that spent over half of their life in prison for crimes they didn't even commit, that's horrifying. And so what would we rather see? Um, Casey Anthony go free or people that are innocent go to prison? Yeah, because we know, you know, she's going to have a hard time no matter what. And, you know, she's got to, it's, it's things she has to deal with. She does. Well, if she's a sociopath like I, I think she is, she's not going to care about the fact that, you know, her daughter died. But she's going to have a hard time getting a job. What really bothers me is will she get a book deal? Will she get the made-for-TV lifetime movie or something else? I mean, I'd really hate to see her make a lot of money. And the other thing I, I, I find really offensive is that an, a, a, an incompetent lawyer like Jose Baez is now one of the most famous lawyers in the world, and he's probably going to make millions off of this from the book deal. 
And it's not right that somebody who bumbled and fumbled his way through a case. On the other hand, you can't argue with success. He took on a case. Um, he was against all odds, and he kicked butt and took names, and he walked her. So in that sense, I guess he does deserve the notoriety. Yeah, and, you know, we got to also think, too, a lot of the information we had, we saw was from what the news media showed us. You know, we weren't sitting there like the jury was, you know, eight to ten hours a day, you know, five, six, seven days a week, you know, getting all this information. When we got tired of watching or, you know, the news media is like, oh, well, you know, you know, they're taking a break right now and, you know, we got to do, do a commercial. You know, so we got to see and, only bits and pieces. We, You know, and, and people after a while, you're like, eh, okay, well, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to go walk the dog or I got to go get the kids. And you miss stuff. If it wasn't you know, sensational – we didn't see it because, you know, in our soundbite, immediate gratification, um, uh, infomercial version of news now, um, yeah, everything had to be in soundbites and everything had to be sensationalized. And, you know, I mean, I'm not, not – I, I don't mean to sound critical of our, our news media because all they're doing is providing what people want, and so that's what they did. And Casey Anthony basically became a really sick reality TV show. But we only got to see, like you correctly pointed out, the highlights. Yeah. So I mean, so we didn't get to see everything, uh, you know, that the jury got to see. You know, we were, the evidence we saw and heard about, it'd be like, oh, she's guilty. The information they saw was like, and what they were told to, you know, to base their verdict on, you know, it was uh, more information than what we were, um, I guess, privy to. Exactly. So that helped them to make their decision. So and the well, unfortunate thing is, even now, if she went out now and says, you know what, I did it. I was tired. I wanted to go partying. I got tired of her. I did it. It's not a damn thing they can do now. No, there isn't because we have double jeopardy and you cannot try a person for the same yep. crime twice. And Which is another good thing about our, our society because if we lived in a totalitarian dictatorship, they don't have constitutional protections. You know, and I hear people all the time, oh, I'm so sick of these legal loopholes. It's like, well, those legal loopholes are known as your constitutional rights. And, you know, people say, well, I don't like them. So, yeah, well, what if it were you on trial? And one of the examples I give when I, I discuss, because <clears throat> I just don't lecture on metaphysics. I also lecture on the law. Let's say, hold on one second. Sorry. Yep. i got a frog okay. in my throat tonight. Figuratively, not literally. <laughs> um <laughs> You come home, you walk into the kitchen, and there's your spouse laying face down in a pool of blood with a knife sticking in his or her back. And you go, oh, my God, and you pull the knife out. You reach over, pull the knife out, and you're standing above your loved one just as a police officer walks in the door. What does the police officer see? A dead body, blood everywhere, you standing over that body holding a knife your fingerprints are on that knife okay well now you're on trial but i didn't do it well it certainly looked like you did it your fingerprints were there and what what's the first thing you say it's not what you think what's the cop can say oh i think it's exactly what i think okay so yeah yeah so what if it were you in that situation people go oh well she's guilty or he's guilty just execute him no you have a right to a trial and a right to to put forth evidence if you so choose to do that. 
and Casey Anthony had that situation. I believe she did it. I was part of a forensics team for a while where we were um, working on on cases using our our psychic and mediumistic abilities, and it was really cool because we had five people, um, each a little bit different in how we get information. And we were zooming in on on Kaylee uh, Anthony, and the things that I got, which I didn't understand at the time, because you know how it works—you get these impressions—and and, and um, I felt a grating, a grating over my face. And then I realized um, when duct tape starts to deteriorate, it kind of has that graded look to it. And I knew it was um, in water; she was found in wetlands, but it was somewhere near like a park. And I understand there was like a school or something nearby. So I was getting a feel for for the situation. And we all realized it, it, it you know, um, what we came to the conclusion was it was not that her mother wanted to murder her. It was her mother was chloroforming her, knocking her out so mommy could go party with her friends. And apparently she just overdosed um, the child at one time. To me, it's sick, it's horrible, that is child abuse in the worst extreme, and that woman should be going to prison for a significant portion of her life. However, a jury of her peers did not agree with that, and we have to accept and live with that decision. Yeah, I know when I was you know, listening in, because um, the local news here, Channel 10, every day from 4 to 5, they had you know, uh, live shows, with, you know, what's going on and uh, talking about it. And when they talked to her mom about the chloroform, and she said, well, I was researching it. They're like, well, okay, according to computer records, this is being done at your house. You were at work. Yeah. Nobody and asked her mother was... why they did the research, why they were looking for the well, chloroform. Well, she did. She got into some weird thing about um, – she was going because her dogs had allergies, and this either calmed the dogs down or kept them away from whatever plant it was. I mean, it was just ridiculous. I mean, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, when I was a prosecutor and I would try a case and I was certain that the defendant was guilty and the, and the, the, the jury would let them off, sometimes you just want to say, how stupid can you be? And you wonder, how stupid could these people be? On the other hand, um, I don't think it was Cindy Anthony's lies. I don't think it was Casey's lies on tape. Um, I think it was, I still get back to it was a lack of evidence. There wasn't enough evidence to prove it. Because that story about, you know, I was researching chloroform. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of, uh, you know, crazy things going on. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, we may never know the real truth about it. So, according to the way the legal system is set up, there, you know, she was killed. You know, she, uh, you know, the little girl was murdered, and that murderer is still out there. Yeah, I remember um, uh, when O.J. was acquitted. Um, the day after. Doonesbury had a cartoon and they had a reporter saying, Mr. Simpson, um, are you going to search for the the murder? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to search for the murder. He goes, so what will you be doing tonight? He goes, grieving, partying, whatever. <laughs> you know, and it's this yeah. is kind of the same situation. I mean, I bet uh, as soon as she's released, if she can, you know, uh, supposedly she's going to live with her parents. 
Hi, Dad. Sorry about uh, accusing you of molesting me when I was a child. Hey, Mom. Sorry about trying to pin all this on you. Hey, where's my brother? I accused him of molesting me, too. I mean, this family is about as dysfunctional and sick as it gets. Mother murdered the daughter. The parents lie for her. The daughter turns on them. I mean, this is a very unhealthy family unit. Dad is an ex-police officer. Which... Leads me to wonder how Casey knew what to say and what not to say. And so how much did George Anthony tell her what to do? On on one hand, I'm sure they were mortified when they put two and two together and knew that Casey murdered her child or, or, or her child died accidentally or whatever the story was. But then again, they are parents, and now their baby is in danger of going to prison for life or being executed. So a lot of parents, at least maybe these dysfunctional parents, would would lie for their own daughter or coach her as to what to say. It's just a sad, sad situation all the way around. So, yeah, because I remember, um, you know, listening back to it, you know, when she was first in there. And the strange thing was when they went ahead and arrested her, and, you know, and I've had this happen a few times, as other psychics have. The minute I saw her, I heard, like, a little girl's voice saying, why, Mommy? Yeah. And almost, you know, I was almost able to um, see that she was struggling and all and just asking, like, why? And it was like, that's kind of strange. And then, you know, hearing all this other stuff going on afterwards about once we got, you know, how she died and everything else, and it was like, Mm, that would make sense why I heard her saying why. And the really sad part is from from you know the videotapes and photos. Little Kaylee Anthony was such a delightful, beautiful little child. And how many people that can't have children or would like to adopt a child would have done anything to have that little baby? And if if the child was so inconvenient for Casey. Why didn't she just give her up for adoption or at least let her parents raise the little girl? And that, to me, is the greatest tragedy of all. I mean, there are people out there that, that cannot have children and would do anything. I, You know, um, someone very close to me, a woman I know, she could not conceive. And uh, her husband, who recently left her after 30 years of marriage because he, I don't know, whatever his problem is, and she said to me, he never wanted to adopt children. And she goes, now here I am. I'm, I'm in my late 50s. And she goes, I really I don't want to adopt a child now because I'm, I'm too old. She said, but when I see that, that little girl that was left to rot in a swamp, she goes, my God, what I would have done to have had her. You know, and it, it's just it's very, very yeah. heart-wrenching. Yeah, so what we do know, you know, the the you know, the facts that we do know is um she's a liar. She can't be trusted. Um she loves to go out and party. She definitely is not a very caring or compassionate person. She'll no. throw anybody under the bus so she can go ahead and get you know, get herself off of something. She evidently doesn't keep a very neat you know, neat car because evidently, you know, she keeps it so full of trash that maggots Go ahead and uh, grow in there. So this much we do know. Yeah, and and when and her mother comes from calls, a very dysfunctional family. Yeah, yeah, and, and when her mother calls the police and says it smells like there's a dead body, 
in my daughter's uh, trunk. You know, once you have smelled a dead body, and I have uh, on a couple occasions, you don't forget that smell. And I'm sorry, but garbage doesn't smell like that. It's a smell I hope never to smell again. And that was a statement Cindy Anthony, the mother, made in, in, in a highly charged emotional state. And she did not have time to fabricate some ridiculous story or defense that was coming right from the heart. So it was at that point she realized that her daughter was responsible for the death of her granddaughter. That is just really, really condemning right there. So yeah, so we just gotta you know learn from it and I guess uh, do the best we can to um, you know to move forward and just you know realize that the, you know these things happen. And I'm sure if if she would have been, if I, you know, I've been saying this for a while, and I heard somebody else mention it. If she would have been a poor black woman, we never would have had all this in the news. Isn't that sad? Um, and, and there are cases all over the country where parents murder their children, and they don't make this type of sensationalism. Uh, there was a trial recently where a woman cooked her baby to death in a microwave oven, and that didn't make national news. So whatever it was, this case hooked everybody's attention. And I, I don't know what really what the big deal – I mean, I know what the big deal was, but there are so many other cases where where parents kill their their children and maybe it gets a small article in the paper if that yeah so and you know and that's a shame too because there's so many other cases out there where you know they don't get the uh the media attention and and everything else and all and they're just you know swept under the rug yeah that that sure is the truth so i think we have solved the case Casey Anthony case. <laughs> yes. So I, you know, and, and like I was saying, now it's you know time for everyone to go ahead and you know do the best to go ahead and move on from it, and just know that you know uh, karma does come back. Look at OJ. You know, so, you know real quick. Later. <laughs> yeah, OJ really got his. You know, you think he would have learned his lesson. So he goes to Las Vegas and commits strong armed robbery on someone to get some of his memorabilia back. Well, now he's on trial in Las Vegas, and the demographics in Las Vegas are a lot different than they are in Los Angeles, California. And, you know, in Las Vegas, you end up with a much more conservative jury, and probably, um, yeah, I know there's a lot of gambling there, but there's also a lot of Mormons in that area, and there's a lot of, you know, cowboy types in that area. So now O.J. Simpson found himself with a very different jury makeup, and they convicted him so fast it wasn't even close. And now he's in prison where he belongs. And um, I have a feeling that with Miss Anthony, since the leopard does not change its spots, and she obviously is a cold, calculating, um, evil person, she's going to get hers. It's like um, you know yeah. Miranda writes. We've all heard of Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. You have the right to an attorney, so on and so forth. Um, Enrique Miranda, um, the, the the gentleman who's – it was Miranda versus Arizona that was a U.S. Supreme Court case. Basically, he was a total scumbag, and uh, the police arrested him and essentially beat a confession out of him. 
So the United States Supreme Court said when people are arrested, they have to be informed of what their constitutional rights are. And later in life, Miranda made a living out of autographing Miranda rights cards that the police carry and charging people money for. He'd sit out in front of courthouses and do that. Then he was murdered in a barroom brawl. He was stabbed to death. So he met a really horrible end. And it's funny, I remember this little old lady, and she read the, the newspaper, and she says, isn't that terrible after all he's done for us? <laughs> it's like, he hasn't done anything for us. The guy was a fiend. <laughs> it's just that, you know, his name got put on a case that said he got to read the rights, and he never changed. He never grew. He never said, gee, maybe I shouldn't be a complete dirtbag, scumbag criminal. And he ended up being stabbed to death in a barroom brawl. Chances are that he started when he was drunk. <clears throat> yep. Now, from the legal standpoint, it just dawned on me when, you know, we're talking here. Now, she was already on probation when all this happened for writing bad checks. Okay. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah. Now, now, she was convicted by the jury for peers for lying at that time, back in, you know, a couple of years back. Now, right. that right there would be a violation, of, you know, if they could go back to it, it's like, yeah, she was in jail, she served her time and all, but going back to it, that was a violation of her probation. Because she got in trouble again. She lied to the police that, that's, officer. Yeah, that's true. She did lie to the police officer. and But the question is, yeah, I think she was um, – was she convicted of the rubber check charges before the lie or after? I think it was before because she was on probation, they said. So I'm wondering if they're going to bring her up on a violation of probation charge. Yeah, that because would be I, nice. that, that could be possible. I mean, you know, here it is, you know, she was on probation for it and, you know, for the uh, rubber checks and all, and, uh, you know, then went ahead and lied. And it's like, that's a violation then because now she's been found guilty, so you bring it back in time, she violated her probation back then. Well, so perhaps the Casey Anthony saga is not over yet. I mean, I'd like to see her do some time, and the reason I'd like to see her do some time is – you know, at least a year, is that by the time she gets out, she's going to be old news and the offers won't be there. What I don't want to see is this monster uh, making a lot of money because she was able to walk away from murdering an innocent child. And if if she is incarcerated for any length of time, by the time she gets out, it's like, oh, yeah, her, whatever, next. Yeah. And unfortunately, she's going to be out, what, next week? That's what we're hearing with gain time. Uh, the judge gave her four uh, one-year sentences consecutive. She's been in, in jail for three years, so technically she should serve another year on top of that. But I believe with gain time, uh, you know, she could be out sometime next week. So I really hate seeing that happen. I, I just think that that's just atrocious. Yeah, because you know she's got these uh, the definite book deals and all, you know, just waiting for her now. The minute she gets out of there, they're gonna contact her and they're gonna be all over it like they are with the uh, with the jury. And maybe she could write a book like OJ did. Didn't he write that book? If I did it, God, is that about as callous as it gets? You know, at least have the decency never to talk about it again. Yeah, 
Yeah, he did write a book about it. So it's almost if like I he was admitting it. his guilt and all that. Yeah. Never a dull moment I was there, especially here in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I I was reading a report one time that and and uh this is not the type of thing I should say being blasted out all over the world on the internet. But uh Florida seems to attract a lot of serial killers. And the reason for that, this is now this is Mark Anthony's viewpoint as this as a lawyer and as a psychic medium, is because we have a lot of, it's a transient state. People come here on vacation. People move here from other places. So it's not unusual to have uh, neighbors moving in and out all the time, as opposed to, let's say, a little town in Tennessee where everybody knows everybody, and and if somebody new moves to the neighborhood, everybody wants to know who they are. And that doesn't really happen. I mean, you live over in the Tampa area, so you probably have you know people coming and going all the time. And and I live on the East Coast, and and I've you know lived close enough to the theme parks and all that, where people are coming and going all the time. So it's not unusual to have strangers in the neighborhood. And serial killers have a tendency to not only have extremely high IQs, but also to be very well educated in the legal system, and they're aware of that. So that's why they they gravitate to a place where they won't be identified so easily because there could be 10 people like that. So that that's one of the reasons so many of those type of uh, personalities, for lack of a better term, come to Florida. Yeah, yeah, and our the biggest case on my end um was the uh the um John Cooey. Oh yeah. Uh, where he kidnapped Yeah, cuz that was up in Citrus County. And that's why I don't follow a lot of the cases anymore because, you know, I followed it when they were hunting for her and I'm like, you know, I knew um because I was going up to Citrus County anyways up towards Inverness. So I was getting closer yeah. to the energies up there. And I was like, they're looking for her in the wrong place. He moved her. And all yeah. of a sudden, I knew. I said, they're going to find her in a couple of days. But I said, but it's too late. I said, he buried her. I said, he ended up burying her alive and all. And I knew that. And when I, when I found out about it, I mean, I, I just started crying. I said, you know, here it is. You know, I knew this. No one would listen. They're like, yeah, okay, another crackpot, you know. And, you know, not only that. You know, you try, you know, try letting anyone know anything. So now when I hear anything, people are like, are you following this? I said, no. I pick up on it, and I know what happened. And to know, especially with, you know, with that little girl, what happened being buried alive. And like they said, she he buried her alive and didn't knock her out or anything. You know, with me picking up on that, that really, um, as, you know, being sensitive that I am, that really troubled me a lot. So now oh, when sure. I hear them now, you know, about someone missing, you know, I just don't get involved. I said, I, you know, I just can't. It's just too emotionally draining. It, 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 it is very, very draining. And you're highly clairsentient, aren't you? Yes. And I, from from the forensics people I was talking to, it's best if the medium is almost entirely clairaudient, as opposed to being clairvoyant or, or especially clairsentient, because when uh, for for the listeners, clairsentient means you feel the emotions and the physical sensations that are transmitted to you by the spirit. And for people, because I'm, I'm also highly clairsentient, it can be emotionally devastating because we start experiencing all those feelings, and it can take it can take a lot out of you. Clairaudient means 
that you hear the messages. And so by hearing the information, it doesn't always convey the emotional impact. Um, so so that's what's interesting about the people that, that do the psychic forensics work. You've got to either be ready to deal with those emotions or have the ability focused on a non-emotional delivery system, if you will. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do. It sure is. It sure is. And but you know, it's 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 a good thing. Um, it's a good ability, uh, and it's a good thing to to be able to do. And and I applaud our colleagues that do that. You know, I do occasionally um, do the, that type of work because I'm a lawyer. A lot of people seek me out for it. So if they do, and I don't, you know, I don't I don't say no. But um, I realize that when I go into something like that, you really have to be really have to be prepared. Yeah, because you never know, uh, you know, what to expect. Like, um, you know, with that case there, I was like, you know, where is she? And I'm and I'm trying to find out. And all of a sudden, when I'm picking up the energy and feeling, you know, what she's going through and the fear and all, and and feeling her choking as he's burying her. Yes. It's like that's the hard part because you don't know how they're dying or if you know if they're stuck anyplace or what's going on. So if you pick up on that energy and you get to experience it yourself, so that's got to be the hard one because you don't know what to expect. Yeah, you know that's that's a good point, Michael. I I do a lot of readings because you know once again, cause I'm, I've, I've been in criminal law as an attorney for so long. I get a lot of people that come to me because their loved ones were the victims of crimes, and you know you just describe spirits will transmit to us how they died because it's a piece of evidence. You know, we all get very caught up in how our loved ones died, and I understand that. And I'm not faulting anyone because, you know, we will never forget that. And spirits understand that, and that's why they let us know how how they died. And it can be very, very painful um, physically and emotionally, especially in a murder situation. I was doing a reading for a woman recently, and her friend, uh, this, this young woman uh, that she knew 20 years ago who did come through, was brutally raped and murdered. And, you know, feeling the crushing sensation in my throat and, and just the physical battering and having this this, this heinous um, monster um, just, just brutalize her, you know, it's it, it can be very difficult. But, you know, we have to maintain our objective and professional um distance but it's really hard when you're physically experiencing that um and uh but on the other hand it it brought a lot of um closure to the client because the spirit then indicated that yes this was a terrible thing that happened to her when she was alive but she's so far removed from the pain and the suffering now and that she lives on, and she was in a much better place and much happier. So um, sometimes that is a necessary discomfort that we as mediums have to have to go through. So I know we're just about out of time with you tonight. Yeah, I know. I got, I got to get on the show sometime when I'm not working the next day. It's uh, Michael and I are both in the same time zone, and uh, I have to be up like just before 6 a.m. So it's, it's uh, unfortunate I can't well, be I here like, for the next I like the, hour. 
I like when you emailed me and you said, you know, that uh, – oh, wait a minute. I've got the email here because we have you coming back on <laughs> the August uh, – where is it? August 4th. But um, – uh, yeah, I remember it's like, it's bad enough I talk to the dead, but when I start looking like them, it becomes a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got to kick out of that one. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, the office that I that I work at. I mean, there's like 100 people there, you know, and, and uh, because I'm, I'm in charge of that office, you know, everyone's coming to me for decisions. And it was funny because when I got back from Denver, uh, there was a terrible storm system over Atlanta where I had to change planes, so everything was grounded. And I was supposed to arrive home around 10 o'clock at night, which means I'd be in bed by 11, so I could be up by 6 and blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't get home till almost 3 a.m., <laughs> okay? And I still had to go oh, to gosh. office the next day. And everyone's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? Because in the middle of a meeting, I fell asleep. And, like, people were taking pictures of me with their cell phones. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, cause, you know, I'm always you – know, I mean, it was funny, but, you know, it wasn't I – mean, it was, it's funnier now. At the time, it wasn't very funny. And then my boss said, all right, we got to um, – who's driving a mark home and, and all this? But, uh, hey, but I still made it through the whole day. But um, but yeah, I appreciate that. I look forward to coming back on on uh, August fourth, and um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. Maybe we can do some readings then too. Um, but um, so, the, is there any questions? Yeah, maybe or anything we can get you on earlier. Anything? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, I know we've had a lot of people. We've had a lot of people in a queue wanted to get on, but I know a lot of people have been wanting to know about Casey Anthony, and that's why I switched it over to getting your take on that. And, and, and I'm glad that we did because this is something that does need to be discussed. And we got a few minutes, so because a lot of people are angry and a lot of people are in pain over this, and a lot of people have an emotional reaction, and it's healthy to discuss this, to get it out, to try to understand what it was. And I think that when you see a parent that doesn't treat their child well, and I don't buy all that gobbledygook that uh, Casey was a good mother. No, she was not a good mother. When you see things, perhaps you should speak up. Perhaps you should say something like, that child looks like he or she's being abused. It doesn't hurt to pop a call into the Department of Children and Families. At least have the situation investigated. Now, I don't mean let's turn the neighborhood into the Gestapo, but it's that old, and I, and I wish I had it, um, but it was something... That I read it read years ago. Um, they, it, it, it's someone. It's okay. Someone says they came for my neighbor, and my neighbor was a communist, and they took my neighbor away. Then they came for my neighbor because my neighbor was uh, Jewish, and I didn't. And it went through like all these different people, and basically it was like I didn't get involved because it didn't affect me. And then the last line is, and then they came for me. And there was no one to speak up for me because everyone else was gone. And sometimes we have to be the moral signpost. Sometimes we have to be the voice for those who cannot speak for themselves. And if you see a situation where you think a child might be getting abused, then for God's sakes, let the police know. Let Department of Children and Families know. Speak out. And we need to raise awareness. And for those single parents that feel like they're losing their mind and they can't handle having a children, there are programs. Um, uh, there is assistance for them. Or at the very least, say, hey, look, I'll babysit you know, your, your, your kid for, for an evening. Um, so maybe this, and I believe, and I, and, I, and I, 
from from what I know of you, Michael, I think that you believe the same thing. Everything happens for a reason. And we can say that Kaylee's death was senseless, but I don't believe that it was. I believe that Kaylee's death brought an awareness that when you see a child being mistreated, it's time to speak up. Because maybe if somebody had spoken up, then Kaylee would be alive today. But her legacy is one of caring and one of taking a, a more affirmative approach. So I'll leave that thought with all the listeners, and I really look forward to coming back uh, on your show on August 4th. And for anyone tuning in right now, please go to my site, www.neverlettinggo.com, to find out about my upcoming book, and feel free to view the video about it. Cool. Well, then on August 4th, we'll see. Maybe we can get you on a little earlier and actually do some readings for people and put some of those other talents to use. That would be fun. That would be fun. Maybe we can do like a a double team on some of the people. We'll get the psychic double shot. That's always fun. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, we can go ahead and we'll play that. We'll talk more before then. Okay, super. You have a great night, Michael. God bless you. And and to all the listeners, God bless you. And keep, keep the faith. God bless you too, Mark. Well, we'll talk to you again shortly. Now you can go uh, go to bed and get some rest for the morning. <laughs> I'm off to I'm off to slumberland. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Good, good night, everybody. <laughs> right. Good night. All right. Bye bye. Oh, everyone, that was medium Mark Anthony. Yes, I know we didn't take any calls and all. He was only with us for an hour, so we're gonna work at it to get him on here earlier so we can get him for two hours and um, you know get his wonderful abilities of. Uh, you know, communicating with the other side. But, you know, from his, I think it was important, you know, it wasn't planned this way to have him go ahead and uh, talk about Casey Anthony. But uh, he said, hey, you know, Casey Anthony, case is done. You know, you know, I am a lawyer here in Florida. You want to talk about it? And it's like, okay, that's good because, um, you know, we need to go ahead and, and talk about different things and being that he's a lawyer here in Florida, you know, who better to talk about the legal system and what happened. So I know there's a lot of people wanting readings and all. I'm going to take a short break. We're going to play some music. Don't forget, visit my website, BeTheLightRadio.com. Or if you're uh, looking for a metaphysical church, BeTheLightChapel.com. And I also have a Code Amber uh, banner up there. So if there's a missing child alert anywhere in the country, it'll come up on the website. So that's one way, too, that you can also be involved with missing children. Is go up there, and I think there's a link up on there on the website where you can click on it. Add that to your your blogs. Add it to your websites and all too. This way we can get the word out of missing children as soon as we can. And try to, you know, um, help find them and uh, you know, just to help when uh, a child comes up missing. So again, you can check that out at bethelightchapel.com, which is the website. Be the light radio, which uh, most of you should be listening into now. We're going to be doing a transition over soon. Going to have a little technical difficulties there. We have the chat room up. Been given problems. Uh, we're, you know, we're working on it. It's uh, growth spurts and little issues. But as soon as we get back, I'll take some calls. We'll be back in just a moment. It doesn't matter if you love him or capital H I M M M M M. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby.
on Cafe Press, they're changing their payments. So uh, if you want to go ahead and do the Premier Shop, we can sell more items. Then uh, they'll have it where you only get charged when you actually make sales. So it's like, oh, okay. So we're upgrading, and we'll be uh, CafePress.com, Be the Light Metaphysical is what it's going to be there. So we're going to have a lot of different items to sell, and that's one way you can go ahead and, and help spread the word and also help support uh, the radio shows and the, um, the metaphysical chapel that I'm building. Uh, but definitely to help uh, help with the radio shows so we can uh, keep everything going, uh, keep having wonderful guests like Mark on the show and uh, so many others, and we're going to have Zenobia Simmons coming back on. I'm still working on Toriala. She's wanting to come back, but she's been so busy lately. So, um, let me see. Yeah, I know we're having some technical issues with the new chat room on there, but I didn't like the chat room we had. A lot of people liked the Yee chat we had, but it puts the room in, um, in a directory where other people can find it. And it's also, you can turn on a webcam. And we had people coming in that were from other countries. And they were pestering some of the other chatters about wanting to talk about sex with them and all. And it's like, mm, no. So uh, I was, you know, just like the issues of blog talk radio, um, focusing time on trying to get these people kicked out of the room. And uh, you know, so uh, we found one that's more private towards us, but it's just um, you know until I upgrade to a different server for it, it's given us some little issues. But we're we're working on them, so we appreciate you uh, being patient while we're working on that. But I do see from the sound files, people are listening in um, to the audio there on um, on the radio, the new radio site. They're not joining into the chat room, so they're just going ahead and listening in because. Uh, Unlike Blog Talk, where it logs you into the chat room automatically, even as a guest, on Be The Light Radio, you can listen from any page. Just look around on there, see what's coming up. Open up the player in a new window and keep browsing and searching the Internet, and uh, you're good to go. Yeah, I still have that one available there, too, Code. Code saying he liked the first chat we had. Um, thing is, you know, until I upgrade to a different server, uh, because I'm on a shared server, that uh, means it's other websites are all on the, uh, the same computer. It drains and slows it down. And what happens is then people get kicked out of the chat room and just a lot of issues. So I have to go ahead and upgrade the site and move things around. And unfortunately, that costs money. And right now, I don't have the money coming in. So if you can, make a donation to help out. Uh, if you want to, um, you know, if you know anyone who wants to sponsor the radio shows, let me know. We can. We've got some advertising opportunities. We can put, you know, their... Uh, logo up on all the sites. It doesn't have to rotate. Like I do have some rotating throughout the sites. They can be permanently on, uh, you know, on the show page in the chat room that they're, you know, the main sponsor and all. You know, that definitely does help. Uh, you know, I don't do the shows to make a living off of them. The money I make comes from doing private readings. If you also want one of those, you can contact me too. And uh, I do private readings over the phone. Or if you're in the uh, Pasco County, Florida area. Come visit me at the USA Flea Market. I'm, uh, it's at uh, US 19 and State Road 52. And I'm on inside there. They go by avenues and, um, and streets. I'm on 3rd Avenue, booth number 54. I'm there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can uh, 
to go in there and I got a little private little room in the back. So we go ahead and do a private one on one reading. So uh, and it's air conditioned, so even if it's uh hot there now and uh, you know, we do have air conditioning so it's not so bad. So I'm there Friday, Saturday and Sunday or you can do Skype. A lot of other options to even have email options that we can do for uh for private readings. So that'd be one way that you can go ahead and, and that's how I make the money on it. But if you want to go ahead and help out, click up. You'll see where it says offering forward slash donation up on the Be The Light Radio website. Just click on that and you can go ahead and, um, you know, and help with the donation. Every little bit does help. Let me go ahead. Now that I've done that spiel, I'm going to take some calls here. Area code 410, you're on the air. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, um, thank you so much for taking my call. Um, my name is Marie, and I have a, a question about, it's kind of related to my my finances. Um, I'm spending a lot of money right now for a car that I, I don't own, and I'm wondering if you think that my friend Michael would be willing to let me buy one of his cars that are older and just pay him off in monthly installments. Uh, I'm getting a strong yes, and that you'll be able to do that um, towards the end of August. Um, I don't know how to. He's co-signed me before. He's done other things, but he got remarried, and his new wife didn't want him to have anything to do with that. I don't know how to approach it, or is it going to come up on its own? Um, you'll be able to go ahead and talk to him about it. And he'll, one of those he situations feel, where you can go ahead and bring it up. He won't feel like I'm taking advantage. And... No. No, you won't have any problems with that. <clears throat> um, do you think that he'll want a really large down payment? Because I don't have one. Uh, no, he knows it's been rough on you, and also he'll, you know, he'll work with you. You know, just tell him, you know, this is what I can go ahead and do, and he'll be like, all right, you know, he'll work with you on it. Okay. Um, is, is there, like, a particularly good time to approach him, or is it just wait till the end of August? I'm getting right around the 25th, 26th of August, right around, you know, either one of those days will be good for it. Just, um, And I want to say in the morning would be a good time to get a hold of him. Okay. And do you mind if I ask if I'm starting a new job this coming week, do you think, and it's not like a set salary, do you think it'll be enough to pay my my bills? I have no idea what I'm going to make. Uh, it's going to be a little hard at first, but um, by September, uh, beginning of September, middle of September, uh, you'll start seeing it improving. Okay. All right, thank you so much. I appreciate you you taking my call. You're welcome. You have a great night. You too. Yeah, that's the hard part. The energy waves that are taking place right now is kind of um, odd too. So it's going to be a lot of um, a lot of transitions, a lot of changes taking place right now. But you're going to start seeing. Um, a lot of positive things. August, September time frame is what I've been picking up for a lot of things right now. It's just 
pure craziness. And if you've been following me on Facebook, you know I've been going through a lot of craziness and all too. So uh, it's just one of those uh, odd energy waves that we're trying to adjust to. So you just got to do your best to, you know, uh, stay grounded, keep smudging, and uh, just know that you know it's going to end up improving for you. It's just got to be uh, one of those, uh, you know, learn to uh, learn to adjust to the energies. And there isn't much we can really do other than committing suicide and saying, you know what, I've had it. So, you know, just learn to do the best you can to handle the energies that are going through. You know, ask your uh, your angels and guides to help you say, hey, you know, help me out here. I'm having a real hard time. And, you know, they'll help you out. Uh, but, you know, you have to be uh, willing to ask for the help first. I know it's hard sometimes where you're like, oh, I just want to give up. I've had it. And, you know, can't do that. They won't let you give up anyways. Um, so you've just got to do the best that you can and, and keep hanging in there. And, you know, like I said, ask your angels and guides to help you out. Area code 610, you're on the air. Hi, Michael. How are you? Doing great. How are you, dear? I'm doing good. Yeah, I was just enjoying uh, your first hour of the show. Um, with Mark and the Case Anthony program. Um, yeah, I do think it's an absolute shame, you know, that it's like, you know, she just uh, got away scot-free. <laughs> but, um, yep. but, you know, a lot of people realize, you know, karma, you know, karma will come back. So, of course. And I'd hate to be yeah. in her shoes. It's like, and it's like, you know, so even how can if I my help dog was yeah, even if my dog was, was gone, I would be, like, desperate in trying to find him, much less, you know, a person yeah, or yeah. a child. So, um, yeah, actually, I wanted to ask you, you know, about career. Um, I just wanted to see, you know, if you saw me finding uh, something. I put a few things out there, and then very recently applied at a very, um, two things. One is a pharmaceutical company, um, and then... Day before yesterday, I applied at a huge uh, technology company. It's a position that involves, and it's software-related, involves traveling. And I felt that I was a good fit for it. Um, and I wanted to see if you're picking up, you know, something related to these two positions, or was there something else that you saw? The first thing I got when you were asking was, uh, I'm seeing October. So even though oh. these two positions aren't going to work out for you. So okay. from what I'm picking up is October. So you're going to have to keep hanging in there for a while longer. Well, because that's the thing. You know, I don't know, you know, if I'm going to, you know, do you see they're going to let me go where I'm at? or? Uh, no, I'm getting, you know, you're going to stay where you're at for now. Uh, but you will be definitely changing in October. Oh, were you by any chance picking up it's going to be the one with the um, technology company, the one that involves traveling? Uh, no, it's going to be a totally different company you're going to be applying for because you, oh, haven't, so you haven't applied with this company yet. 
Uh, do, you, do you see how I'm making that connection? Uh, like I said, that's going to be, you're going to actually be applying for it at the end of August, beginning of September, but they're not going to be doing anything until October with it. Oh, okay. So they're going to be in like a better position, you know, um, yeah, the, you'll. Uh, it's going to be a good company. You're going to definitely um, enjoy that one. There, you're going to be a lot happier with them. It's going to be a lot, uh, a lot better financially too. Yeah, because you know, like I said, things are not that great. You know where I'm at, and I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, were, you, were you picking up anything? You know, um, that's going on where I'm at. Uh, no, I'm not picking up any specifics on there. Um, other than just, you know, to keep hanging in there, you know, and, uh, I want to say, uh, you know, end of August, beginning of September is when you'll be applying for this other job okay. and you'll be starting there in October. Oh, okay. Would I have to relocate for this? No. Okay. No, you, yeah, you won't have to, um, uh, to relocate or anything. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Have yourself a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'll be back in just a moment.
Had to take a short little break there for just a moment. Here we go, 917, you're on the air. Hi, Michael, how are you? Doing great there, how are you tonight? Good, this is Lisa, I really enjoyed the show. I was actually wanting to hear about a psychic's perspective on the case, AC Anthony, so I'm really glad you did that show today. Well, thank you. Yeah, Mark is a wonderful, uh, wonderful person. He's been on a few other times, and I said he'll be back also in uh, next month in August. Oh, that's great. Good. Okay. Um, I actually am calling about a career issue on finances. Um, I remember I had asked you a couple of months ago about a job, what job I would get because I'm applying for a lot of different jobs, and you said the third one, and I never understood what that meant till now. <laughs> um. This is the third job um, I'm interviewing for, the one that I just did a phone interview for yesterday, and they just asked me for a second interview, I mean, to do an in-person interview. Uh, I wanted to know what you see from me as far as that job goes, guidance for the interview, anything you see that really would help me, or if you know I would be offered the job. Uh, I'm getting just be yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is what they're looking for. They're looking, you know, because you, you have the qualifications, and now they're looking for um, someone whose personality is going to fit in with the company, if that makes sense. Okay. And uh, I'm getting within two weeks that she'll be starting there. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I have one more question about that. Um, I actually went through a, another job interview um, on the 23rd with my third interview for another position, and that's been going on for two months now. Um, what do you see happening there? With that, uh, yeah, they're going to keep dragging their feet before they hire anybody on that one. Uh, because you're not, you're not going to be a good fit for them. Why is that? You why do you see that? Like, what is it about the job? 
Um, they keep on changing the uh, the qualifications of, of what they're looking for. Oh, okay. Okay. If that makes any sense, it's like you know they know what they want, but they keep on saying, "Oh, we need them to have this also. We need them to have that also." And you know, and they're just getting really uh, picky on, on what they're looking for for the criteria for this position. Yeah, it's been. I'm exhausted. That's. I mean, I literally went on. I did a phone interview, two in-person interviews, including a presentation. I never. I was so exhausted. I was like, "My goodness." <laughs> Yeah, because like they, they, they don't know what they, they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, they don't. They're not exactly sure what they're looking for. That's why they're doing all this. Like, oh, well, I think we need to do this too. So they take the people that they're interested in, and they're trying to see what else they can go ahead and get. And that's why you said, you know, you had to do the presentation and all. And you know, they just really have no idea what they're looking for for as far as um, a person to fill a position. Okay, so you said the one that I did the phone interview for yesterday that they would be. I'd be starting there in two weeks, or I'm sorry. I'm um, yeah, you should be hired within the next two weeks. That's okay. You should be um, hired there, and uh, hopefully starting within the next two weeks. Okay, and am I going to do a second in-person interview? I have the first one next Thursday. Am I going to do a second in-person, or is it just going to be this one? I'm getting it's just going to be the one. Oh. That's great. I'm just tired. Yeah, they're they're wanting to fill this position. Yeah, they're wanting to fill this position as soon as they can because they have some deadlines that they need to meet. That's uh, what I'm picking up. And um, I'm sorry. I was going to say that the gentleman told me that they. I guess they seem like they're looking to hire fast, but they. I think I might not start until August, September. They said, "What do you see around that?" The gentleman's name is Michael. If that helps. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting you know anything on it, but I know you know the, within two weeks you'll be hiring. So when you actually officially start, that's going to be up in the air because there's so many things. You know they have deadlines to meet, mm-hmm. so they may go ahead and be like, "Look, we're going to hire you now," mm-hmm. and they may tell you August, September to start, but they may be like, "Oh, you know what? Can you start earlier?" Okay. You know they've got right. some. You know they got deadlines that they need to meet. Do you see that it would be good for me? I guess generally, like overall, this job—it's been a long time. I just want to know what you pick up will be good for my well-being and my career. Uh, this one will be good for you. It's—I um, want to say it's going to be a good, stable job for you uh, for the, you know for the long term, and um, you're going to have your challenges, which is going to be good because then you're not going to get bored. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be very. Uh, it's going to be a good job for you. Okay. Oh, great, great. And money's okay. I mean, I'm not going to say a number because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Money will be good. It, it's going to be uh, very uh, competitive uh, wages for the type of work you'll be doing. Okay, like competitive, like I negotiate meaning, or because I never know when they mean when they say competitive, which means. Uh, it'll it'll be about the average, or I'm going to actually say a little bit above average for um, that type of work. Usually, you have a price, you know, like a a, um, a wage range, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, you're an administrative assistant for the president of a company, you'll make between this amount and this amount, mm-hmm. and it's usually quite a wide range of uh, pay scale. You'll be a little bit more than midway. Oh, good. And so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying about competitive. Okay, 
good. So they'll open the negotiations to me. I won't have to open them. Oh, that's a question. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they'll um, they'll definitely be um, you know opening it up and they'll you know tell you um, you know dollar figure and they'll be like oh okay it's it's going to be a little bit more than what you're hoping for. Oh, good, good, awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> it feels like it's the end of a, like yeah, a very long w- journey. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Many yeah, blessings. it does. It's been dra- so many changes uh, taking place, so it yeah, does. I, um, it does seem like a long journey. Yeah, it's the energy too, like you said. Um, the energy of of last month and energy that started this month, and I, I just had a birthday, so it's like all this is. I just feel like everything is changing so fast, and I don't know what to count on. And it's like everyone's asking me about that last job because I went through so much with it, the interviewing process. I'm exhausted. I'm like, no, if they want me, they know where I am. I'm 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 done. Like Oh boy, but yep. I'll definitely stay open about You're everything. You're doing good. You're hanging in there. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. You too, there are many blessings. Okay. Yeah, the energy waves have been really strange lately. Um usually I feel them when they when they peak. And um uh, well, this one here, it's been, uh, you know, felt it, figured, okay, it's going away, and all of a sudden, bam, it hit again. I'm like, okay, and um, it's just one of those strange energy waves, and a lot of other people are feeling it, too, where, um, you know, you're feeling just tired and jittery and out of all out of sorts and all, and um, just really strange. And, you know, so you're not imagining it, uh, but everyone's telling me it's a different energy wave that's taking place. Yeah, you can give us a call at 347-539-5349. Um, getting some questions in the chat room. Yeah, I've got some uh, chat logs that I can get. So I can go ahead and look uh, look through the chat logs if I need to. And the uh, archive of the show will be posted um, it's about a half hour to an hour after the show is finished. And when we do switch over to the new switchboard, it'll be a different call-in number. And I'll be posting that. It'll be all up on the websites and all, too. So, um, you know, just check out the website, BeTheLightRadio.com. Lots of good changes. Sign up for a free account. You can go up there and get reminders for show updates and uh, everything that's going on. And Solana's going to be hosting her show with us. And we do have uh, hosting opportunities if you want to host your own show with us as well. You shouldn't have lost any sound, and if you ha- if you did, um, just hit the. Uh, if you ever do lose sound on the new site, because if you lost sound, you're not hearing me doing this. But if you ever happen to, it's at the very bottom of the page, and you'll see where it says live stream. Just click on the play or pause button, and re-hit it again, and it'll reactivate your stream. Uh, every once in a while, it'll go ahead and do that. I'm not sure why. Uh, sometimes you don't have a problem. I guess it could be with your internet connections and everything because we are streaming at a higher rate. Sometimes it just glitches 
but I, I've realized if you click pause and then play again, it'll reactivate the stream, so you should be hearing it again. So we're working out the little technical issues. It takes a little bit of time, but yeah, we'll get there. It's, it's called growing pains. Anyways, uh, error code 502, you're on the air. Hey, Michael. It's Shirley calling back again. How you doing? I'm doing great, there. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, very well. Uh, how about yourself? Not too bad. Dealing with the uh, tropical energies coming uh, coming my way, so it's been kind yeah, of draining. I you, yeah, I heard you talking about that. Yeah, there's some weird stuff going on, all right. You're right about that. Yep. Yeah, we've got a tropical wave coming, and we've got all this rain, and uh, now i got to deal with insurance because I had my awning out, and we had a rain shower come by, and literally the sky opened up, and it opened up so quickly. Uh, it broke my uh, rollout awning. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. You, you can send some of so that They're here. coming out again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they're coming out again tomorrow. We're, they're saying between today, I think today we already got about three inches of rain. And it's saying by the time it's done by tomorrow towards Saturday, we're looking at even more. So they said anywhere from possibly four to six inches of rain. Wow. Man, that was like what we had a few weeks ago. <laughs> Man. But I love it. I love storms. As long as it doesn't yeah, knock the yeah, power I don't mind out. Yeah, I don't mind them uh, too much either. Uh, but when we get the heavy downpours, it's like you can't even see out your window. Oh, my goodness. And I yeah. don't. Yeah. So what do you have for me tonight, Michael? Uh, what do you need some insight into? Um, nothing in particular. Um, do I need to give you something specific? Uh, that helps a little bit more to focus. Okay. On what you need into. Let me see now. Um, okay. Well, um, what do you see as far as relationship-wise? Hmm. What's going on with you in September? September. Because I'm picking up like a vacation or you're thinking of doing something in September. I know we're supposed to be having a family reunion in September. Uh, but I've been trying to get out of here forever. So, hey, it might happen then. Just trying to get my money together and everything. Yeah, because I'm picking up uh, September and all, because uh, when you were wanting to know about a relationship, but um, it has to do with you getting out of town and all, too. You're just getting away and is where you're going to end up meeting someone. Oh, cool. Cool. So, and it's definitely a long-term relationship, uh, and it's somebody that you don't know yet. Get out of Dodge, long-term. Man, the sky is getting ready to fall, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't been in a long-term relationship in eons. Really hadn't been in it, yeah. Well, it's timing Timing yeah. is right for you then. Apparently, apparently. Wow, so it seems like it's going to be pretty good, huh? Yep. Hey. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be pretty good for you. Cool. You don't really have high expectations right now though for a relationship, do you? No, I, I mean, no, not really. Right now, I'm kind of concentrating on my finances and stuff more than anything. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, not like you're looking for like a Tom Cruise type guy or something, you know. And right. you know, you're just like, oh, when it comes along, you know, whoever comes along comes along, and I'll be happy with it. Right, right, right. I mean, as long as it's right, I don't want just any old. Yeah. Yeah. But as yeah. long as it's yeah, you don't right. want any old geezer out there. But right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, how about finances? Anything good coming on that? I wish I had better news for you. I'm getting that uh, nothing's going to be changing for a while until October. Okay. October, November. Yeah, I've heard that before October, so, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, well, look here. Thank you so much, and uh, many blessings to you. Many blessings to you, too, dear. We'll talk to you again real soon. Okay, have a good one. You, too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah, they said the uh, you know uh, follow me you know click on the links you'll see where it says Facebook, Twitter, all that. Follow me up on there. Join uh, join the uh, the conversations every place. And, uh, yeah, it, when you're looking in a chat room, it says you know so and so has disappeared into the shadows. That's a timeout uh, as far as the computer program for the chat room goes. So it says you left the chat room. So it goes ahead and says, you disappeared into the shadows, which is kind of interesting, but it's like, it's annoying when it's like, wait a minute, I'm trying to type here. I'm not vanishing anywhere. You know, it's just one of those glitch things, and, you know, we're working on it. No, I've tried typing, Teresa's like, maybe it's a timeout if you don't type anything. And I've been here typing things, and um, they they did say that there is a glitch in the uh, in the program where if you're on a shared website hosting server thing and uh, where if there's an overload on there, it drops. It'll drop the chat, uh, the uh, people in the chat room. And unfortunately with this one here I have, um, it is on shared hosting. So I'm not sure how many websites are on this server. And at this time of night, if they're all busy at night, then that would be why we're getting dropped people in the chat room. And that's the same issue we had before, and I was trying to avoid having to get another um, another server for it. So it seems like we're going to have to go ahead and do it because, you know, we got one, we got the switchboard that will be on its own server, so we can not have any problems with that. Same thing with the radio stream. That has its own server, so we're not going to overload that and have, you know, dropped audio the whole bit. So it seems like with the website, in order to have the chat room, it's going to have to have its own server. So we'll we'll get it all worked out sooner or later. It's just a matter of time. And like I said, growing pains. Yeah, and there's a lag with the messages showing up too. So that's all has to do with the server thing on there. Um, I know I've got my websites on there, but that shouldn't be enough. But with the shared hosting, I'm not sure how many people, like I said, are, are hosted on there too. So that creates even more of a lag time on there. And I'm sorry, I know you're all interested in the chat rooms. Y'all love chatting. Let me take one more short break and then we'll be right back. I am what I am. I am his own special creation. So come take a look. Give me the hook or the ovation. It's my world that I want to have a little bright in my world. And it's not a place I have to hide in, 
Life's not worth a damn till you can say
Alrighty, everybody. I got some crazy energies going by. Did a few readings and all, and helped some people out. Now, the other night we had on one of the guests, Tom T. Moore. It's called The Gentle Way. And if you go to thegentlewaybook.com and go on where it says signs, and he's got some wonderful prayers on there. We're going to go ahead and finish off with, with having one here. You could do it as a daily affirmation, but his it's called a benevolent prayer. I ask that any and all beings assist and comfort anyone that I have ever harmed, either physically, mentally, morally, spiritually, or emotionally, in any past, present, or future life. And I ask any and all beings to assist and comfort the families and friends of anyone I have ever harmed in any way, in any past, present, or future life. Thank you. And then we can also start by saying this, you know, maybe do it every show. I expect great things today, great things tomorrow, and great things all this week. And start saying that every single day and watch how your life changes. That's a good um, affirmation to say, you know, every day, every day, a couple of times a day and all, just say it. I expect great things today, great things tomorrow, and great things all this week. Because I am loved. And the universe is going to see to it that we have great things coming to us all the time. And we open up ourselves uh, to the great things that the universe has in store for us. We may not realize it at first. We just have to be patient and look and listen and then realize that we've had some wonderful opportunities that are coming to us. Everything does happen for a reason. What that reason is, we may never know. But it's up to us to keep on looking forward, keep on looking for the advice and the guidance, and realize we never receive anything from the universe that we cannot handle. We may think we can't handle it. We may be like, okay, I'm going to give up. I'm quitting. That's it. I'm done. Kaput. But guess what? We're still here. We're still dealing with those issues. So you know what? We haven't given up. We haven't quit. We've just learned to accept the challenges that have been given to us. We've learned to adapt to them, and we've learned to grow from them. So with that, we will see everyone tomorrow night with Bro Perkins, going to be our guest for two hours, our weekly Friday nights with Bro. And don't forget, everyone, Visit thegentlewaybook.com, signs.htm, and say this every day, especially when you wake up tomorrow morning, or say it again tonight, it'll work. With a lot of power and emotions, yell it out right now, I expect great things today, great things tomorrow, and great things all this week. So until tomorrow night, everybody, know that you are loved because God loves you, and so do I. Good night, everyone, and thank you for tuning in.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.